This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. Do stay tuned to find out how you can get 25% off of your pro membership. I'm calling in sick to the pub. Woo! Put your tongue in my mouth right now, please. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> Theatres are opening. Oh my God, go now while we still have the chance. It's actually happening. Because of everything that's happened, I almost can't believe that we're actually going to do a play. I think I'm quietly nervous. Unlike me, who's loudly nervous. <laughs> Alright, love. What'll it be? Righty ho, we're back again. I'd better put my mic in the right place so I can actually be heard. Wouldn't that be helpful? <laughs> Super helpful. So normally at the start of episodes we ask each other what are we drinking? But we actually know what we're drinking this time. Yeah, we're in sync. <laughs> or which should I say we're gin sync? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, that was fucking awful. <laughs> A bit of a bit of context. Um, we got a DM on Twitter from a company called Tiger Gin, asking if they could send us some free samples. And being myself and Scarlett, if you're going to send want to send us free alcohol, we're obviously going to say yes. <laughs> so we got sent a couple of free samples of this wonderful Tiger Gin. And uh, what are we what are we starting with? We are starting with the ruby. What are you thinking? Oh, that's oh, that's very nice. Is it nice? That's, mm, okay. Yeah, I feel I feel a bit fancy. Are you are you sipping or are you, are you strawing? I'm I'm sipping. Mm. I I didn't think to bring a straw. Did up. you go? Have you got a straw? I I have got a straw. Yeah, fancy pants over here. Have you gone for the whole measure? Uh, yeah. Whole bottle in. Okay, God. Oh no! Oh no! No no! Not the whole. Is that what that? I don't know enough about the terminology. <laughs> no, I've got a little um thing. Oh, you know, you've gone with a shot. shot. Wow! Yeah. And you're the fancy one, like cocktail maker over there. I've left me orange downstairs. Oh, did you not? Yeah, we got we email we got an email from JJ Lawrence, the guy behind Tiger Gin, and he you know gave us some advice on how best drink it over ice, fever tree tonic. I've gone for a fever tree, fever tree. <laughs> that gin's gone straight to my head. I've gone for the uh, low in calories Indian tonic water. I'm watching my figure, skinny legend. Uh, and I've got a big old orange up here as well. Oh, I'm problem. pissed off. I went to Sainsbury's last night, especially for that single orange, and I have left it <laughs> on the side downstairs. How irritating. I feel quite classy, the fact we're sat yeah, no, drinking we're, gin. We're usually a, a tinny's pair, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we should have a plate of strawberries and be watching, I don't know, watching some horses race and fall over things or stuff. I don't know. What do, what do rich people do? <laughs> Or watching the tennis. We should be watching Wimbledon or something. I think we're, you know, going to be Tiger King loyalists. Tiger King? Oh, God, I keep doing... I keep saying Tiger King. Tiger gin loyalists. Uh, he's got Christ, Joe Exotic on the brain. Oh, God, I don't want any gin made by Joe Exotic. Can you imagine? Probably dipped Ugh. his balls in it. <laughs> um, God, that's really nice. I think I've told the story um, probably in season one. But I went and ruined pink gin for myself long ago. Um, and that was my little falling down the stairs, drinking a bottle of pink gin with a friend before we even got to the party. Um, oh, yeah. And just making a, an entire mess of my body and landing up on the pavement with the taxi driver <laughs> opening the door over my head and going, are you okay? 
I was so not is this okay. Your first, is this your first time having pink gin since that moment? I think I had a 21st birthday party the following weekend after that said drunken fuck up. Um, oh, I didn't and, ruin it for you that much then. Well, I had it the weekend after, not even thinking because at the time pink gin and lemonade was my, my thing and got it to my nose and was like... Ugh. I cannot drink that. Yeah, not to waste it. Of course I did, but I didn't drink it again until I saw the pink one in the bag and was like, hello, old friend. But then <laughs> this is ruby and it, it's it's very tasty. In fact, so ruby tiger gin could turn me. <laughs> Ooh, this is really nice. So thank you to Tiger Gin for sending us some free samples. We really appreciate it. You can find them on Twitter by going at the tiger gin or, you know, just Go on Google and Google Tiger Gin. It's the first thing that comes up, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's bloody hell, I really like this and it's really nice. It is. Be sent, to be sent free stuff. So thank you very much. I like to think that because uh, it's run by JJ Lawrence, who's a Shropshire lad. Any Shropshire lads out there, shout out. He messaged and said that he enjoyed our content. So I like to think that he's listened to a few episodes and the only episodes he's listened to are the ones where we've talked about Tiger King. Or the episode a few weeks back where we talked about that film Raw with all the tigers and stuff. And he was like, these guys like drinking and they like big cats. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah. Thank you very much for the encouragement. We're glad to have somebody on board with uh, spurring us on in our <laughs> alcohol fueled adventures. <laughs> Indeed. Cheers. Cheers. I do feel quite classy drinking this. I'm worried, though, as I'm sipping that it's going to be annoying during the edit because it's just going to be, you know, the clink of ice cubes against the mic. So I'm having to like kind of turn away and just sip oh. far away from it. Our Fosters and Carlsberg drinkers are all going to be like, they've moved on. They've gone on to bigger and better things. <laughs> We've gone up in the world. We're, we're classy podcasters now. Social climbers, you know. <laughs> Anyway, how's life? Um, interesting. Yes, interesting. <laughs> uh, life is very much not in. Well, it's like it's more. It's gradually getting more interesting, I suppose. Things are. Yeah. I don't know. What are they doing? They're sort of creeping back into some normality. Yeah, some charade on normality, I suppose. I don't. I yeah. don't mind it at this point in time. Everybody I know is uh, is seeming in higher spirits, which is nice and the sun's out so i feel everybody's a bit cheerier then unless of course you're allergic to it or something oh, <laughs> but yeah how about you how's your life yeah it's starting to get back to some form of normality i've we've been to our local pub we've seen friends we've seen family in the flesh wow very bizarre we went to the beach and saw some friends last weekend and there was just one point we were all sat in silence, not knowing what to say, like our social <laughs> skills had gone. And I just went, the weather's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, fuck. These were all my best friends. And I was like, what the? I've forgotten how to socialise. We just normally send each other gifts and memes on <laughs> Facebook. But we can't do that here. It'd be really awkward. It's like, can you see this gift? Not really. The sun's in my eyes. I can't see the screen. That's it though, isn't it? It's such a foreign experience in that you haven't seen these people for over a year, maybe a year, like depending on if you got to catch up in earlier breaks in lockdowns and stuff. You've not seen that person in, in normal circumstances. If you hadn't seen somebody, it would either be because they've gone travelling or mm. I don't know, just you just not got around to it. 
and your lives have carried on and you've done things that you can talk about but all anyone has done for the last year or like 14 <laughs> months whatever it is now is sit inside or go to work let's be honest who the fuck enjoys talking about work <laughs> you you see your friends to get away from work i met up with a friend and and it was really nice we just we just sat on a bench and just chatted for hours until it got dark and very cold um, and it was very safe and I, I'm not yet, I don't think I'm courageous yet enough to do the pub garden thing. I've, it, it's interesting to me that you are supposed to go and I don't know, you could, can you have six households? I'm, I've so lost track so, of uh, what the rules are now. I believe, I don't have to say at the time of recording because I'm pretty sure the rules aren't changing whilst we're whilst series two is still going because we've only got two episodes left and I mm. think the rules are staying the same unless we go back into another lockdown, who knows. You can meet up in a group of six for all from different households or in two house or two households of varying sizes can meet together. Okay, so yeah, I mean... Or if you're teenagers, you just do whatever the fuck you want and you're meeting mm. in groups of 14 in parks and having barbecues and leaving litter everywhere and making it really difficult for dog walkers having to navigate their dogs through the maze of discarded burger buns and beer cans <laughs> and shit. Look at David, the grumpy old dog dad. <laughs> That's what you've become. <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, I just seeing pictures all over social media of people. I thought social distancing was still enforced and stuff and they've got their arms slung around each other virtually fucking tonsil tennising it over a beer. <laughs> like, you just end up spoiling it for the people that are taking it seriously. I know I moan. It's what I'm fucking good at. But <laughs> I don't know. Surely you'd think people realise now having been put back in lockdowns and stuff that as you did it last time, is not the way to do it this time. <laughs> like, if you want to stay out of a lockdown, then, I don't know, can't you just relent and do as you're fucking told? Do you have to grapple each other and cosy up for pictures and sling your arms around each other? No like... one has to do that, but everyone's like, oh, the first... when pubs reopened here, and it was on a Monday, I remember hearing on the radio, like, oh, pubs saw record trade numbers on first day of opening, and I was like... Really? Because I'm sure a lot of other jobs saw a bit of a, a downfall yeah. in terms of productivity because everyone was a, <laughs> I've call, I'm calling in sick to the pub. Woo! <laughs> I mean, I waited, we waited a few days because it's like, we don't want to go in with the, the mad rush. Like, it's just a personal thing and everybody's got to take it at their own pace. It can't be like, just because the rules Oh, the fucking rules. Damn the fucking rules. Um, they say you've got to do it a certain way. doesn't mean you have to. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people get quite sort of nervous about feeling like they're missing out and stuff. But if you're not actually comfortable, it's not worth the overwhelming experience. I like when people still, if you go into a supermarket and somebody sort of will lean across you to get near something. I was with my mum a few months back and this woman actually put her hands on my mum's waist to squeeze by. And I was oh. like, what fucking planet are you living in? Because it's not the same one as us. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know, I still feel a bit like, oh, like I go prickly like a fucking puffer fish. I'm like, ah, get away. Um when people get extra close so yeah. maybe it's just me but if there's people out there that don't have anyone to protect and live alone and stuff then cozy up all you like i guess i'm so done with this i think everybody is and as much as i'd love to 
snog and embrace everybody I know. I'm just <laughs> not courageous enough. I'm like uh, the cowardly lion. I don't know how Liam would take that either if you're just like going out going, way snogging everyone. <laughs> Put your tongue in my mouth right now, please. <laughs> it's been too long. That's <laughs> getting clipped at the start of the episode in a little trail at the beginning. Oh, God. <laughs> You do me dirty every damn time, boy. <laughs> There's a part of me that's like, oh, good, they're starting to get back to normal. But then because we've kind of, you know, almost gone back to normal and then had to go back, because we've this is lockdown number three for us in the UK, it's almost like I've been hurt before. And so the idea of going back to normal, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I... But I do want to. Mm. I really yeah, want to go back to normal. Yeah, who wouldn't want to? But I'm really apprehensive about the thought of going back to normal. It's like, oh, it's just so much easier. I just, oh, just, oh, no, I just want to stay inside. But I don't. And it's like, oh, it's just a load of anxiety about mm. life. I don't know. Maybe because you yeah. get used to being inside and it becomes very routine about you wake up, you do this, do your work in the house and you maybe go for a walk or a run or whatever. Exactly. And, like and so especially for you, I mean, for me, like technically things have been straightforward as the way work goes, any work I've had has either been alone in mm. a recording studio or doing it from home. Whereas you've carried on with your job job and it has been from home. But yeah. now we're creeping towards getting back out there with our run of Blythe Spirit, which is a outdoor venue show. Mm. Um, but how are you feeling about that? Because it is, it's a big step. It's not just seeing your friends in a park it's new and adventurous and how are you feeling and a nice segue to the topic of this episode <laughs> oh my god who am i <laughs> no that was brilliant but yeah we're we're taking a break because we're doing blithe spirit with black box theater company you may have heard us mention it a few times i mean we had the director on two episodes as a guest he was meant to be on one but chris hawley just didn't leave <laughs> so if you haven't bought your tickets what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> come and see what we do best oh or is it drink and talk shit i can't remember anymore <laughs> um but yeah i mean when oh god when was the last time i did any act we did acting last we did some voice acting last year mm. and that's quite nice because it's in the comfort of your own home but you still get to mm. act and stuff but i think this is the first time i'll have done a play like a live piece of acting in front of people since 2019 I think. I don't think I've been on stage since we did 39 Steps. No, nope, nor have I. I don't suppose many people have unless they sort of were going to be in a panto and then it got pulled and stuff yeah. like that. So we're not in the minority by any stretch, I don't think. Especially not theatre. I mean, no. obviously people have been on sets and stuff a lot more, but live shows is is completely reborn. Yeah. I'm like three feelings. I'm excited, nervous, but also in a state of disbelief. Like with every mm. other show I've done, I'm always like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. But with this, because of everything that's happened, I almost can't believe that we're going to be... actually happening. That we're actually going to do a play and be able mm. to rehearse an actual piece of theatre and go on stage in front of an audience and actually act again. I'm yeah. almost like, is that... That's not... Is it going to happen? Is it? I don't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. See, I would say, I don't think I'm actually... I'm nervous, or I will be nervous for first shows and stuff, just like I would be nervous for, I would have been nervous way, way before COVID. Mm. But, oh, I can't wait to just 
take my mind off of normal shit. <laughs> I can't wait to have some fun, like yeah. actual fun, tangible fun. But I won't touch you, I swear. Um, <laughs> but like, I think for a long time, I've sort of been feeling, like you say, it's disbelief. I'm kind of not sure whether I whole, I, I, it feels like a pipe dream. Like, mm. People keep telling you it will happen. It's going to happen. And I'm like, no, something's going to go wrong. And and that's that's sort of that's pretty sad, isn't it? When you think we've been so used to having the rug pulled from underneath us over the last year, yeah, with different things going on or not going on, as the case may be. So everybody's sort of guarding themselves now with this. Well, I won't count my chickens. I won't mm. get ahead of myself because then I'll have got my hopes up and they'll be dashed. And nobody wants that. Another drink for your love. Saxons at Sutton Hoo, green children in Woolpit, smugglers at Sizewell, and Ed Sheeran by the Castle on the Hill. Suffolk is full of fascinating stuff, and I'm here to deep dive into it all. Join me. Emily Slade and my guests every Friday as I look into the different areas of the county by the sea. From film to folklore, history to Haverhill, there's definitely something about Suffolk. I've cracked open the second sample of Tiger Gin and it's the premium one. Ooh la la. Mm. I would have some more ruby, but Hannah has asked if I would save it for her. She (laughs) wanted it. Well, this would be my last as that's the last of my tonic. I only had one bottle. (laughs) <laughs> it was Fever Tree, which was what was recommended. But Fever Tree is fucking expensive. Two just... pounds for a I bottle. I should have just gone for the fifty p one. Just... Oh, that premium's really nice. Is it? Yeah, feels yeah. very premium. I feel posher drinking that one than I did the ruby. The ruby <laughs> feels like I should be smartly dressed watching Wimbledon or the Grand National or something. Whereas the premium feels like I'm at some fancy evening soiree or something. I love that you have to role play every fucking drink. <laughs> David would be turning up with a hip flask to blind spirit. Like, I'm nervous. This will get me through it. <laughs> Tiger Gin, you are on hand. <laughs> In ter- we touched upon like nerves in shows and stuff. Like, yeah. when do you get nervous? We, we all get nervous. And I think we've, we're both under the frame of mind that if you're not nervous, something's gone wrong. But, like, mm. When do your nerves come about the very first shows put in my pants i don't care if it's a dress run just to people who have got free tickets um reviews whatever it all scares the poopsicle out of me i want every show to be as good if not better than the last but then i feel sorry for the people before because i hope that it would have been the best possible show for them as well so um I think I'm quietly nervous. Unlike me, who's loudly nervous. <laughs> and I let I let everyone know that I'm nervous, mostly because I'm pacing up and down, either saying fuck, 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 or going, don't want to go on stage, don't want to go on stage, or singing Hi Diddle Dee Dee from uh, Pinocchio. That is so random. <laughs> I remember doing it during the importance of being earnest, and I was backstage for that, just going up and down, going Hi Diddle Dee Dee, an actor's life for me. <laughs> I don't know why I was singing that over and over. I was just nervous. Maybe You're because I was nervous quite... that someone didn't know their lines. Not me. Uh, but anyway. You're always in quite high spirits though, aren't you? I think um, just like we said in my episodes with Chris about the person I was before you met me. Mm. <laughs> I I really like nerves make me go into myself a bit more. Yeah. Like, 
to the point where I could be sat at the side of a stage with my fingers in my ears just saying my lines to myself <laughs> even though I know I know them yeah. and the pressure of the moment will probably force them out of me anyway I hope um but yeah I, I I'm like a bit of a mess a bit of a mess <laughs> Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do. This is really sappy and extra lovey-ish, but um, without like a, a good luck hug type, it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Someone to just pat you on the back and be like, it's all right, calm your tits. Everything will be okay. You're absolutely fine in rehearsals. It'll be okay, but we've all got to stay away from each other. And oh, it's just it's just different, isn't it? I'm sure yeah. I'll get used to it. But I have to do a, a good luck elbow bump before we go <laughs> yeah. on stage. An air hug. Mm. <laughs> the last two shows I did with Black Box, when I went on stage, I then didn't come off stage. I was on stage the entire time. So it's mm. almost like extra nerves. It's like, fuck, no going back this time. Whereas yeah, with Blythe Spirit, true. we're on and off, on and off and stuff. Mm. So it's almost like, okay, can I have a time to oh, relax, decompose, decompress. Right, hello. This is Future Scarlet making her debut because I can't believe I have just listened to Dave say that he will decompose. Please don't decompose at the side of a stage because it'll create an awful smell. And then go, oh, fuck, when am I coming on? Shit, 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 mm. when's it, when's it? But I'll be fine because I will obviously know all of my cues and all of my lines, if you're mm. listening, Chris, or any of your potential audience members out there. <laughs> that's the other thing as well isn't it Espe well especially for me um my only live theater professional work i've had the comfort blanket of the script in front of me if absolutely yeah. necessary that i use it i actually found it more off-putting to look at it in case i looked at the wrong bit oh yeah for 39 steps because yeah. we were supposed to be people pulled on last minute so it was it was a prop it wasn't like we weren't no. reading the script because we knew the lines, but it was just to give off the illusion that we were unprepared and didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> Imagine mm. that. Imagine if that, us not, not knowing what we're doing. Whereas this, with Live Spirit, it's more of a straight play mm. type thing. Yeah, rather than like, I suppose it was like a play within a play, but a radio play within a play. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this is more of a straight play. And also there's more people in this. With 39 yeah. Steps, there was just three of us. And usually there's only two people talking at a time. So it's, you know, you know when you're talking because somebody, there's a pause. Oh, that person spoke, so it must be me. But in this, there's lots of people on stage at once. So it's, it's <laughs> I'm not bad with learning lines. It's just learning cues and learning when I have to talk. Because here's the thing. Every actor has that, you know, thought in their head of, oh, it's silent. Oh, it must be me. Not knowing that everyone else on stage is thinking, <laughs> oh, it's silent. It must be me. And everyone just goes, Bleh! at the same time. And it's like, oh, it, it, oh. Have you ever been nervous? To corpse. Nervous. To, what do you mean nervous to well, corpse? Well, thinking like, oh God, if I fucking laugh because that bit really gets me sort of thing. Have you what? Oh. Just, uh, those nerves ever get the better of you? Like, Oh, what do you mean that there's a bit that you know that you're going to corpse at and stuff? Mm. There was a show I did at Edinburgh Fringe where there was this guy called Joe. I, I was playing a musician with this other guy. And then this guy, Joe, was playing like a fan or the husband of a fan or something. And he just had to mm. say one line, which was like, he was a bit like, oh, I like music, you know, tunes. And the way he said <laughs> tunes would always make me laugh. But the problem is, if you show actors weakness, oh, they'll take it. Because he knew it would, make, it would always make me laugh. So he kept adding like little, he added finger guns at one point, went, you know, tunes. And I was like, you just gotta, I bite my tongue. I just, if I know it's coming, I bite my tongue. But there's a moment in Blythe Spirit 
it's the last line I have in the play. If anyone's going to come and, and watch it, make a note for the last line I have in the play. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. It's so... I'm not going to say it on here, but it's so ridiculous. Oh, it's just occurred to me what it is. I don't think it's a Noel Coward written line because Chris has localised it slightly. But it's just... Oh, I, I don't know how I'm going to say it. I don't know what I'm going to do. So that'll be interesting for for me. <laughs> I'm going to love that bit. I don't think I'm on stage either, which makes it even better, so I can enjoy it to the max. Yeah. The only time I've ever laughed on stage, I think, and not been able to hold it back to the point where my lip was quivering, <laughs> tears were coming to my eyes. Dave had to be a fisherman in <laughs> yeah, this yeah. particular, like, in, in the 39 Steps. That was one of his characters. And, Bear in uh, mind that this was like a live radio play, but we were still wearing like hats and using props and stuff to. So that it was still visually interesting. <laughs> and I had like a, a cuddly toy fish on a stick and like a string. Like a sort of, it must have been like a dog toy yeah. or something, because I don't know what, well, maybe a cat toy. Um, I don't know what else you'd have used it for. But this one particular night, like he'd always been pretty subdued with his fisherman hat on and his, and his fishing line. <laughs> With his fish on the end of it. And then this night, I think, like like I said, we were all pretty stressed before the actual performance to the point where I think I started getting out. I went in the nursery room and started getting out children's instruments and playing them. This was all very strange. Um, sort of weird shit Scarlett does when she's pooping her pants. And, uh, and then Dave's just like come forward for his scene as the fisherman and swung this fucking fishing line and nearly took my head off. <laughs> And I just wanted to laugh so much. And I was like, this is so not me. I'm usually the one that I can hold it all together. And it just, like, you know, it was a probably had to be their moment. But I have never wanted to laugh harder in all my life, I don't think. Just because I'd nearly been taken out by this fucking fish. Because you got all a bit excited with it. <laughs> the problem is, if you, like, want to laugh, but you're trying to stop yourself from laughing. It makes you want to laugh oh, even more. Yeah. It was like at, at school when you were told to shut up and stuff, stop laughing. And that made it even funnier. That made it even funnier. I remember I had a maths lesson once. And <laughs> this, oh God, I won't name any names. Sat in this maths lesson. We've already established Scarlett is not the mathematician. <laughs> so you can imagine the calibre of students sat aside her in these classes. We weren't interested. Um, and this maths teacher had had a fucking gutful. She was like, these little shits, they don't listen, they don't do their work, they're useless, they've not got a brain cell to rub together between them. Um, and she stood there and was like, what's the problem? What's so funny? And has sort of like squatted down to the table so that she, her elbows were on the front of my table. As she squatted down, she farted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! And it was a proper ripper. Like I, and then my face, obviously, I like the pennies dropped that she'd just blown <laughs> off, and I was like, <sighs> and she was like, "Stop laughing! What's so funny?" And I could hardly go. Well, you've just nearly shat your pants. So I just, oh, just, and the fact that she was like in the poo position, I did feel for the woman. I thought, God, if that was wet, then girly, you need to go change your pants. Um. <laughs> But this absolute ripper come out of her. And then the smell 
hit me and I was trying so desperately not to laugh and explain to this woman why I didn't understand this algebraic formula. But she had just dropped her guts and I I wanted to laugh so hard to the point where I just put my head down in my hands. And she was like, come on, Scarlett, like, it's okay. It's not that difficult. And I was just like, no, but like keeping a straight face through that fucking hullabaloo is just too you've difficult gotta be, you've got to be was this in secondary school yeah you've got to be bulletproof at secondary school if you're a teacher don't know why i'm giving advice to teachers i'm not one you do a great job but some teachers don't help themselves now i remember this is also in a maths class and this teacher came in i can't remember his name but he spoke in a very odd way he spoke a bit like this in that kind of voice, hey, hey, like that. It was very odd. And at one point, he came into our class. Uh, he he said to our teacher, "Excuse me, miss. There's a boy in my class who just called me a C U N T." And I was just, and me and my friend just pissed ourselves laughing. And I was like, "Why would you announce that?" So he was so loud. And I was like, "You fucking idiot! You're going to be rinsed for it for this." And he was. Uh, kids can be cruel, but you know we're all grown up now. I think. I watched a. My, what on did I go downstairs? Oh, after we had our meeting the other night, I went downstairs. My dad had already gone to bed, and Liam and my mum were sat there watching Naked Attraction. <laughs> I was like, "Now this is fucking weird." Um, and they were like, "Oh, but it's so funny. Watch this." And this bloke admitted on there that he actually got like I don't know aroused. Is that the technical term for yeah. people either farting on him and him smelling it, or him farting on them? Why would you go on TV and admit that? Fuck knows. Because will you ever be employed again? <laughs> you know what I said about teachers needing to be bulletproof and careful what they do around <laughs> students. You, if you're going to be on TV, don't admit that because everyone will know. Yeah. What is wrong with people? These are these watching... so-called real people that get casted. So. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching another one where this woman, I, I want to say she was like in her late 60s, but she basically spent most of her adult life caring for her ill mother. She was a very devout Christian. She had a twin sister that had said to her like, life's too short, get out there, find a partner, live your life. So she'd gone on naked attraction. I could have thought of plenty of other things to do in aid of living my life than fucking go on that program. But she goes on there, starts talking about how she'd bought Victoria Sponge because she was a keen baker and said right. said to this bloke in one of the coloured boxes about putting it near her bits and letting him eat it out of her. I was like, mm. what the fuck am I watching? Why is that? entertainment <laughs> some people might be asking what the fuck are we watching because they might not know what naked attraction is <laughs> go and check it out <laughs> if you're not from the uk naked attraction is is it a, it's a show where it's a dating show is not yeah it? but there's like five naked people in boxes and they're mm. covered and then they slowly get revealed in all their glory and then the person has to choose them based on what they look like naked yeah someone got paid to come up with that after the same again, lovey. This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition is the revolutionary new website that helps actors to find a scene partner on demand through video chat for rehearsals and self-tapes and meet casting directors, agents and industry experts for auditions and general meetings one-on-one -on -one through video chat and earn money for rehearsing with other actors. 
But why are we telling you this, you may ponder? Well, ponder no more, because we've teamed up with the wonderful people of WeAudition.com to offer listeners of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar an exclusive discount on pro membership. I don't know why I went Scottish then, but what I do know is that if you use our code 2ACTORS25 at checkout, you'll get an exclusive 25% off your pro membership. That's the promo code 2ACTORS25, T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S 25. Segwaying on, Blythe Spirit. It's cut 2nd of June till the 18th of July, touring across the south of England. Come and watch. I th- I'm, I got quite nervous when... Our fir- is it our first performances in Brighton? Yeah. Well, anyone who wants to come see us in Brighton in the evening, you can't because apparently it's sold out, which is great, but also terrifying. I was like, oh, fuck, it's sold out. Um, mm. So the matinee's being added, which is great because I do have a friend that lives in Brighton and I told him, oh, we're coming to Brighton, but we've sold out. And he went, why the fuck are you telling me now? <laughs> Aren't you telling me before? I was like, I didn't <laughs> know. I just found out the tickets went on sale and that it sold out at the same time. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think that with theatre now finally being able to gradually come back, this just shows how important it is because there is a real need and a want for it. Last summer, me and Hannah went up to St Albans with Chris to see Mm. Marcus Churchill, who's another actor friend of ours, uh, performing Merry Wives of Windsor, which isn't, again, Mm -hmm. it's not that much of a well-known Shakespeare play. It's not up there with your Hamlets and your Romeos and Juliets and stuff. It pulled in a huge audience because it's like, oh my God, theatres on we can actually and you can make yeah. a big deal out of it and also sitting outside for open air stuff you know sitting out under the you know the warm evening sun and you can take some gin and tonic from tiger gin maybe that is the kind of thing <laughs> sitting and drinking gin watching theatre outside that's kind of a perfect combination i think there's going to be a massive appetite yeah. and we're coming about in june july when things are starting to really ease up mm. and because we'll have had may to rehearse it's like we're ready and raring to go and we've got something for you all which is what yeah. makes me even more nervous because there's that extra pressure is that <laughs> we're doing a show right bang as soon as we're Could ready be to the first live performance people <gasps> have seen since uh, march last oh, year God, sorry, yeah. which is pretty crazy and it, i think as well people are going to feel like I mean, I know a few festivals have been pulled already. There's a couple that are still going. But there's surely got to be loads of people now that are feeling like life's too short. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want to do now. I'm not going to worry about the future because you don't know what it'll bring Mm. sort of thing. So It might be a case of people going, theatres are opening. Oh, my God, go now while we still have the chance before it gets taken away from us again. Yeah, exactly. They said it was the Roaring Twenties when Blythe Spirit was set. Yes. Um, (laughs) Because they'd had, it was Spanish flu, though, wasn't it? And here we are in the 20s again. Mm. It's almost like history repeating itself, people. Well, if you're saying history's repeating itself, does that mean we're going to have another world war in uh, 20 years' time? I mean, the Nazis are on the rise again, so God knows. Boy, oh boy, nothing would surprise me now. And of course, (laughs) and so, you know, hey, who knows what the future will bring? Life's too short, so if you happen to see a Noel Coward classic is going to be performing... At a uh, town or city Grab near you, get a ticket by going to blackboxtheatrecompany.com. <laughs> oh. The marketing guru. I imagine there's a lot of other actors doing performances across the country or across the world that are, yeah. you know, the first 
things that people are seeing out of lockdown and maybe the mm-hmm. first things people have seen in years. And I imagine that's a, that's a fuck ton of pressure. It's a lot of pressure doing the show anyway. But being like, mm. oh my God, I've got a job and it's the first thing people are going to see after a miserable year. It's like you've got a lot of pressure to perform. So if you weren't nervous before, you you're, sure are Yeah, now. sorry, I've got you all nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's fine. More nerves means better performance. Do you have any tactics to combat nervousness, would you say? I don't know. Oh, no, I do. I do, actually. Um, This is something I do. And it's usually just before I'm about to go on stage. I'll be quite Mm -hmm. nervous and stuff. I'm waiting to go on, waiting to go on. And then just about a millisecond before I'm supposed to go on, I'll take a deep breath in and just go, fuck it, and go on stage and then boom. I literally (laughs) say fuck it to myself out loud not too loud so i don't want the audience to just hear someone from the side going fuck it hello everyone <laughs> it would be a bit weird but i just kind of say it under my breath just go fuck it and just go it's a it's like a it's yeah. a fuck it moment just saying fuck it let's do it let's go and then that kind of is fine right when i'm on stage like the whole nerves thing it's it's all bollocks that i've made up in my head but as soon as i get on stage i'm in my element and i'm fine and then I'm like, what was I What was I even nervous about? Until the next day. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm nervous again. Yeah. But then the nerves yeah. tend to go. If it's a long tour, like with Blythe Spirit, there's quite a few performances in it. By about performance number five, I won't be as nervous because I'll have settled into it type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Unless there's people I know in the audience, then I kind of get a bit, oh, God. Or if you say that there's a reviewer coming. Yeah. <laughs> The only thing I've ever found has helped was a big nervous shit. Mate, I'm joking. (laughs) Oh, gross. I did know people that used to really suffer with that, though. Nervous pooing before exams and stuff when I was at uni. Yeah, the only thing I've ever sort of felt worked, and I learnt this, like, back in secondary school when I was doing oral examinations. Why'd you say it like that? that? (laughs) Just say it. Oral, spelled with an A, not an O. It's not that kind of oral exam. It's not that kind of school. It's just the way you said it and the way I can see you saying it as well, the way you turned your head and just went, oral. Like, can't you just say can't, You can't I just say I was going to say speaking. I was going to say speaking exam, but I didn't know if people would think that was weird. Like, But you saying oral in that way is weird. Fine, fine. So I... All that staying in. When I was at secondary school doing speaking exams for modern foreign languages, I read on Google that to combat nerves, you should try and laugh quite hard even though it's forced beforehand because it relaxes your stomach muscles um so if i'm at the side of the stage about to go on (laughs) under my breath i'll be like (laughs) 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 to try and calm my titties so any potential blithe spirit audience members look out for the start of the show when you'll just hear manic laughter from one side of the stage and someone (laughs) going fuck it from another side And you'll know it's a production with Scarlett and Dave. Last orders at the bar. Last orders at the bar. We've got one episode left of this series now. Big season two finale next week. What's it going to be about? We don't know yet. Who knows? We haven't figured that out. Or by the time this episode comes out, maybe we will. And maybe I'll put something in at the end saying, this is what we're going to be talking about. Maybe we won't have. Maybe just tune in and find out. It's all in the element of surprise. (laughs) And then we'll be back for season three some point this year. I don't know. We haven't figured that out yet. We've got Mm -hmm. some guests lined up. 
for season three. We've got loads of guests lined up, boys and girls. We just don't want to tell you who they are um, because we don't know when we're going to record with them because we are the unorganised kitties <sighs> that we've always been. We're busy little bees now that the world's opening up and we're getting back to normal. <laughs> but we will be back. We just don't know when. But we'll be back next week. Let's, so don't let don't go away just yet. Come back, come back. <laughs> I sent you away too early. But yeah. I am, after this recording, going to go to the shop and get some more tonic water and finish off that premium tiger gin gin. I'm yet to try the premium. Ooh. I don't know whether to save it for our final episode as a little like, woohoo. Actually, no, because my tonic water will go flat. It's getting drunk today. <laughs> <laughs> Simply cannot wait. Thank you so much, Tiger Gin, for sending us free samples. Yes, thank you very much, Tiger Gin. That was very kind of you we appreciate it very much because it has aided our alcoholism <laughs> Woo! Thank you, but yeah um i guess that's an episode i need to get this fucking haircut have you got a haircut booked in no i haven't but i self-taped for something where i need to keep the hair at the length i have have you tried to put it in a ponytail yet i have yeah and i don't like it i just it just seems so weird, little nubbly bit at the back of my head. I don't like it. <laughs> and before you ask, no, my hair will not be put into a man bun. No. Oh, angry. Yeah, Liam's very much like that. His um, He's like my own personal girl's world now. I can do whatever I like. And <laughs> he just sits there and plays his PlayStation and I get to do all sorts of elaborate hairstyles on him. Lucky hair. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, he thinks it's sort of semi-amusing. But he says it hurts. So you like that. You're a big squinny about brushing it. And... No, I'm fine. I'm all right because I do brush my hair, but it's quite difficult when it gets knotted. But I swear, every because t- Hannah's tried to put it in a ponytail, and I swear every time she does, she like, pulls it back and is trying to pull my scalp off. And it's like, ow, Ah, uh, you, you two are in the same, you're in the same boat then because he moans about what, the way that I, like, I put his in a ponytail just out of curiosity. Like trying to yank it off my head. Just be gentle to the damn thing. Uh, no, you're just like pulling on it, getting like a foot on the shoulder and just go, yeah, like that. Hannah, I'm with you. Give it all you got. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think women treat their hair a lot more viciously than men do and so you've got to the ripe mm-hmm. old age of 29 and 23 and you're both like ow it hurts get off uh. <laughs> like <laughs> beauty is pain <laughs> anyway what are we still rambling on for yeah see you later <laughs> what are you still doing here sling your hook See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Siggers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation.